0: Welcome to another edition of Buck What You Heard. My name is Gene. You can reach me at Buck What You Heard. You follow me, I'll follow you back. And I have a special guest today. You know, this is not the normal time I'm on, but I really wanted to make sure that I reached out to, you know, uh, somebody, the one of the teams that we faced in the preseason, and I kind of get their thoughts on, you know, how the season's progressing for them and what they saw from our team. So uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have Anthony Sellers on today. Anthony, how are you doing?
1: doing good man
0: how you doing I'm doing great man glad to have you on uh you are a through and through Cleveland Browns fan yeah. uh you know i I respect you guys fan base you guys have been through a lot uh throughout the decades and you know it, it looks like your your team is is looking really really good compared to to other years and you know that's that's you know that's a testament to what you guys are kind of stuck in there and and hung in there and uh just kind of Uh, stayed weathered the storm and stayed the course
1: oh yeah definitely the whole past 20 years has just been lack of better term pure hell (laughs) 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 so to have to have the kind of talent that the team has now is got the whole city i know excited and it's got the fan bit like the fans and friends that i know it's extremely excited for the year
0: yeah man and and you guys you guys should i mean uh, you brought in uh you brought in steve wilks and uh you brought in some free agents that that are really going to help that team and um you know tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna kind of bounce back and forth and uh we'll talk about the cleveland browns a little bit and then we'll we'll talk on the bucks uh you know as as well to kind of get your perspective as an outsider looking in on this team and uh get your thoughts on on what you've seen from them so uh, this will be a great show. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, before we get started, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and uh, your podcast.
1: So the podcast is Browns in Our Blood and is done with a friend of mine who is from downtown Cleveland. His name is Eric Jordan. You can get a hold of me at, on Twitter at WVSTray3 and you can get a hold of Eric at Monster Long, Sound Vision. I think it's either Monster Long or Monster Long Sound Vision.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking that up because he just um, he had responded when we were we were talking about this. So I'll, I'll get that I'll get that link up before the show is over. So um, very close game. I, I realize this is preseason and you're getting to see a lot of guys that um, get get a look for guys you normally wouldn't look at. Is there anybody that? Because I know you've been following throughout the offseason. Anybody that's really jumping off the screen at you that you weren't really thinking about before the season started?
1: Uh, two players have stuck out in my mind. That's uh, Devereaux Lawrence. He's a defensive tackle. He started like pretty much just trying to make a roster spot for the Browns, and I think he's actually going to make it the way he's played. And he had two sacks against the Bucks there this on Friday, I think. Yeah. And then – there's a running back that's played really well. His name is Darius Johnson, and with even though we have a lot of running backs, you know, a lot of depth there with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and then uh, oh, who's the third guy? Dontrell Hilliard.
0: Dontrell Hilliard. There you yeah, go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Coming, uh, Johnson's really made a case to have a fourth spot because he's played well on special teams as well.
0: Yeah, so, you know, you guys have, have done a lot. You know, you kind of stabilized everything and you continue to bring in talent until you got the pieces that you feel like you have in place. How comfortable are you with uh, with the division and, and how the division's shaping up? How comfortable are you as a Browns fan uh, going into the season uh, as far as competition and, and your team being competitive with everybody else?
1: Is, I'm the most confident I've been in a long time as a fan. Um to be objective with it, I really think the Steelers are still going to be up there just because they always seem to be at the top of the top of the division. And with what Baltimore has done to create speed, to help out with Lamar Jackson, I think all three of us are going to be, like all three teams are going to be fighting for the division clear until the end of the season. And our division also isn't going to be figured out until the end because I know our schedule we have five of our division games in the last seven weeks.
0: Wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean,
1: it's just like it—it's not nothing's going to be decided till the last week of the season, probably.
0: And I, and I think that's what makes football fun—is when you have those type of schedules where you're, you know, you don't you don't know what's going to happen. It's not decided. I mean, I've seen I've seen seasons where you have all your division games in the early part of the early part to the middle of the season. You may have one or two at the end. And uh, you kind of have an idea of what's going on. But I think this creates for great competition uh, within your division. Uh, the one team I, I didn't hear you mention is Cincinnati. Is that you know, on purpose?
1: Kinda, <laughs> a little bit. It's just they've uh, they, they've kind of just put themselves in a rebuilding mode, it seems like. And everybody that are fans from Steelers and Ravens and stuff that we know, too, have pretty much just kind of agree that they're going to be the pretty much the cellar dwellers this year down at the bottom.
0: Really? So, yeah. you know, you don't think they've done enough in the off season to to be competitive with, with that. You know, the thing about division games, you play, you face each other two times out of the year.
1: Yeah, so, that's what makes it so hard, too, is, like, they're also NFL players, so, you know, they know what is expected of them. You can't, right. there's so much parity in the league, like you say. It's always like that every year. There's so much parity. You can't really predict what's going to happen. But at the same time, it's like, the moves that have been made have all been made by Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Especially Cleveland. Yeah. I, I think what Cleveland has done with their offense, I, I if if you guys can get that to gel, that that offensive line. Uh and we didn't even get to see Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham. So uh or, or Nick Chubb for that matter. I, I yeah. you know it's gonna be really interesting, you know, especially when Kareem Hunt comes back from suspension uh, just to see what that team can do when you have everybody there as a collective unit, both offense and defense.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I agree with you there. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch just because, you know, Odell, we pretty much a couple of years ago in preseason, we pretty much knew that we're not going to see him in this year's preseason because we're the right. team that injured him there a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not like, yeah. we, now we just want him in bubble wrap until September 8th.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, every team is different, but with your veterans, you, you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get out of your veterans. I think the closed practices uh, during preseason, during camp, uh, OTAs, that's when you work on the actual scheme. But, um, you know, when you have those games, it's just vanilla vanilla play. And, and I think it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's just the best idea to have a a wide receiver a a premier wide receiver out there if all they're doing is running uh, vanilla plays and they could get that freak injury so I don't know I I think that's a smart move to shut him down and just get him ready for uh, game one
1: yeah no I agree with that definitely because like the whole preseason coach Freddie Kitchens has said consistently that each game has they focused on a certain aspect that they wanted to Continue working on like they didn't you know, it's not like you said no game planning and stuff and not a lot of strategy It's just there. It's a continuation of the practices just in more game time settings
0: Yeah, and you get to hit somebody in a different uniform or you get to, you know, go up against somebody in a different uniform So that's a that's a big difference maker for you Um, I kind of want to switch gears here a little bit. Uh, I know we kind of talked about the defense What are your what are your thoughts on the offense? Are you pretty comfortable with? The running game, your your tight ends, your quarterback. And um, who do you have? Who's who's in competition for that number two position uh, at, at quarterback?
1: Uh, the number two position is pretty much locked up by Drew Stanton, I think. And they're debating on doing a third quarterback. And the way it looks, it looks like that David Blau is going to end up getting the third spot. Even though Garrett Gilbert was a guy from the other... Pro League, the A, what was it called? The AAF,
0: AAF, yeah,
1: yeah, there, the AAF, and was like the consist, like the consistent MVP of that league. But it just judging by what's happened the past couple weeks, I feel like David Blau is going to end up making it just because he's a little bit younger Mm -hmm. for some reason, and or they might try sliding him onto the practice squad. I don't know. Yeah,
0: with with quarterbacks, man. Sometimes quarterbacks are at a premium. And uh, you can't hide them too long before somebody figures out yeah. who is where, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if Baker goes down, our our season's done almost, I think. Because Drew Stanton, even though he's been around the league, he's not going to
0: raise he's, he's, the talent level.
1: A, like, yeah, he's not raising the talent level like Baker does.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and, and and I think that's what a lot of teams where you have your quarterback and then you have a steep drop off to the number two. And you really got to You really got to hope that your defense has come to play and your offense doesn't put your defense in a bad situation. So if if that God forbid that ever happens, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But if it does happen, that's kind of what you're hoping for, is that your number two can manage the game and at least keep your team in the game. And uh, your defense just has to go out and do their job and possibly get turnovers.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the one thing that I think will help out if that scenario would ever happen is the fact that we have such a that elite defense that is going to I really think cause a lot of havoc. Um, but as far as like offensively too, the other players, I really I'm really interested in Jalen Strong and what he's going to do. Like if he makes this team as as a fifth receiver, I think he's going to get a lot of play those first four weeks, providing he makes the team. But
0: well, who is who is he in competition with, though?
1: Uh, the only other player is there's Derek Willies. And then. Yep.
0: And yeah, we saw a lot of him.
1: Yeah, there was. Uh, they didn't play Sheehy. I can't say his name. Sheehy Giuseppe, I think, is his name. Damon G- Sheehy Giuseppe. Um, they didn't play him a lot this this game. And then there was DJ Montgomery. But he didn't play a lot against the Bucks either. So I think they're on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah so in your mind you know when you're looking at who your your head coach put out on the field are these guys that they're unsure of and they they want to give them another look and see if these are the people that you want to go ahead and put on that 50th that final 53-man roster is that kind of what you saw when they were putting these guys out there
1: yeah with the wide receivers definitely and the tight ends actually as well because they didn't play david najoku any um they play, Again, they really
0: don't need to. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I yeah, wouldn't, have put I wouldn't, in I wouldn't
1: want to risk it either. But I'm just saying, like, with who they have, if they're going to keep three tight ends, you know, trying to figure out who that third one's going to be is what they're – I think what they're trying to do because they played Pharaoh Brown a fair amount. And it looks like Seth DeValve, who is a fourth-year player, is on his way out in my mind, just the way mm-hmm. that the playing time was divvied up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with the new head coach coming in and uh, defensive coordinator, so on and so on, um, are you look? Are you seeing players that you would have thought made this team or would have thought would have adjusted that aren't coming along as good as they, they were supposed to? Or is everybody pretty much buying in and, and getting caught up to speed on the playbook and, you know, pretty much getting adjusted to uh, a new system?
1: Most of them, I think, are. Um, along the offensive line, the Austin Corbett, it was pretty much a the a thought that he was gonna take over for Kevin Zyler, who was traded away to the Giants too, along with like along with Jabot Peppers for Vernon and OBJ. Mm-hmm. But he it looks like he's probably on the outside, like he just hasn't looked comfortable in any spot. They tried him at, at right guard and then Eric Cush took over there. That's one of the main concerns, like the weak areas this year is gonna be mm-hmm. right guard for us, I mm-hmm. think and it it showed against you guys too like you got they got overpowered a lot
0: yeah and uh you know i kind of want to i kind of want to jump into that a little bit you know we're talking about you know we've talked about the cleveland browns i kind of want to kind of switch gears and talk about the tampa bay buccaneers and um we'll start on offense and we'll start with the first team we'll kind of work our way down you know to the you know throughout the quarters but uh, the first half, you saw a lot of your first team players, and uh, what were your first impressions of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they had the ball and they were driving the field?
1: <laughs> Chris Godwin's a beast. <laughs> 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 I mean, you guys, you guys got two really good receivers with him and Evans, and I'm wondering how how your like who your third is going to be now because you lost what Adam Humphries yeah. and and Deshaun Jackson, right?
0: Yeah, yep, you lost two. Uh, you lost two. And um, in, and in, in again, uh, you didn't really get to see a whole lot of OJ Howard. You didn't get to see Cameron Brait, but uh, you know Tanner Hudson is a, is a guy that everybody's talking about him here in in the in the Tampa Bay area. You know what he's been able to do. I mean, this guy just he has hands for days. He uh, made that one handed catch, and you know he just was able to extend drives. A lot of a lot of weapons on this team, but yeah, Chris Godwin really stuck out to me as well. Uh, playing at, at that number 1 receiver because he's normally believe it or not a number 2 uh next yeah. to, got next to and he was a number 3 last year uh believe it or not you know with um Deshaun Jackson being in there so yeah uh, go ahead and go ahead and continue I'll I'll jump in when when I can here
1: the other was Ronald Jones I noticed he had a couple good runs like he just seemed more comfortable from what I remember seeing in the past of him so yeah. um that was with the offense defensively your secondary was you could tell it's been rebuilt like they were all over those receivers our receivers all over them
0: yeah and, and were you surprised by that when you know just you know remembering what you saw from Tampa last year and and how that game went and and kind of coming into this game uh were you thinking you were going to kind of see more of the same from then to now or what were your thoughts you know you know as far as the Bucks were concerned
1: I was honestly I was surprised about that with at least with the secondary, but I think it's gonna it's a good thing for you guys just because it helps take a little bit of pressure off of your offense knowing that you got players that can make plays like that. Because I mean I listened to you, to your thing last night your stream, and like you said you guys were on the short like playing on a short field defensively for the whole first half it seemed like and we couldn't the Browns couldn't do anything on it. So that I think that plays a testament to your defense and how how well it's set up. So
0: yeah, oh man, I think we lost him. I'll see if we can get him back. Um, give me a second here. I will get him back on here. That that happens from time to time. That's what happens when you go live. And uh, I'll get him back on here, and we will we'll continue this here in just a moment. But yeah. Uh, you know that's really good for him to say that. You know I'm really I'm glad that uh, you know we could you know kind of get this going here. So let me see if I can get on here because sometimes these these things happen. But um, yeah, I just I just shot him another link. We'll get him back on here in just a moment and uh, we'll we'll continue going. But. I don't know. I want to kind of get your thoughts, and you know, you you don't have to right now, but you know, when you get a chance to uh, shoot it into the um, shoot it into messenger, and let me know what you think about having having other people on from other podcasts. I think it's a great concept, and and I enjoy doing it. Uh, Okay, Anthony, we got you back, bro. Uh, Sorry about that. It's you know that's what happens when you're when you're live. These things happen. So uh, yeah, go ahead and continue with what you were talking about as far as the uh, the defense is concerned.
1: Oh, that was pretty much all I was saying. Like, the fact that you guys are on the short field a lot and then that our offense couldn't do anything, I think it speaks volumes to what was, like, what is how your defense is set up and helping to alleviate some of the pressure off of James Winston and the offense this year.
0: Yeah. Now, um, uh, the, the big thing in Tampa has been that, you know, basically the offensive line is, is horrible. And, you know, that's the... That's going to be the, the short the, the, the handicap for this team so to speak, uh, is because the because of the issues on, on offensive line. Now how you know you've been watching the games, how do you feel your defense is done throughout the preseason and you haven't really gotten to see a lot of your your first teamers because you're still using, using a lot of the games for talent evaluation. That's the one thing I've noticed going back and watching some of the uh, Cleveland Brown Cleveland Browns game film or watching some of the games live, you see a lot of players that it looks like your coaches are evaluating as to whether or not they're going to keep them or not. So how do you feel your team, as far as defense goes, how do you feel they've done uh, throughout the preseason?
1: I feel like they've done pretty well. Um, they brought in Mack Wilson and Taki Taki from, uh, in the draft, and I think that they've – been shining pretty well and giving a lot like, giving a lot of depth to our linebacking core. And then Greedy Williams, as long as he stays healthy with Denzel Ward, I think they're going to be a good one-two combo. I think this year Greedy's probably going to play more as a third cornerback, though, because Terrence Mitchell has really stepped up once the game's actually started. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pretty much cemented the fact that he's going to be the number two corner across from Denzel. Um, the only question mark that I'm going to have is probably the safety spot where Jabril Peppers was last year just because he was really coming along along on, during the second half of the season and then like we have Morgan Burnett who's kind of lost a step I think personally and mm-hmm. then Eric Eric Murray is more of another slot kind of corner yeah I see what you're saying
0: yeah, I I like Jabril Peppers. That was that was somebody that I had on my draft board for the uh, the Bucks to potentially look at. You know, when you're when you're talking draft picks, I really like his game. I feel like he is an actual football player. Where I think you know, there's a he he can do a lot. I think you could put him on special teams, uh, in the defense. I mean, you could use him as a hybrid. Uh, you know, I, I felt like he's he was coming into the NFL. I felt like his game would really translate. And um, has he? Has he met up to that billing since he's been uh, a Cleveland Brown?
1: Uh, he, he, I think he was like I said he was coming coming along there at the end, but then we ended up moving him for OBJ. So
0: yeah. So how how comfortable were you with that with that move uh, to get an Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, I was perfectly okay with it. Is <laughs> 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 that <It's saddened
1: laughs> me to see him go? Because I peppers was a jersey i bought but i was perfectly fine with
0: it what about uh the the move bringing olivier vernon over i mean here's a guy who i don't know i i i don't know i i have always liked him i thought that when he was in miami he kind of i don't know i don't know if they just didn't use him right but i feel like he's kind of revitalized from what i've seen from him uh in in games i, I feel like he's a little bit more revitalized and he's playing like he was before
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's going to be great because he's going to have like he's not the premier rusher because that's that was a lot of the big pressure I think from Miami and in New York is like he was one of the only guys. Yeah, so you could double him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you got Miles on the other side, and then you got Sheldon Richardson who's pretty much playing right beside him. So yeah, I mean, there there's it's a pick your poison type situation for him. Yeah. and i think he, i think he'll be able to feast a, a lot as long as he stays healthy cuz he has not played a full season in, a, in like 4 years
0: and that's something to, that's something to consider as well wow i didn't even think about that so uh you know let's let's talk about Sheldon Richardson how are, how happy are you to have somebody like that there i mean i'm sure that he's dropping that knowledge to uh to Miles Garrett and oh hold on one second we don't have any sound uh hold on one second Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear us now? Is the sound better? Sorry about that. Uh, let me see if we got sound. Uh, hopefully, it's working now. We'll see. Let's uh, see if they can hear us now. Uh, can you guys hear us? Uh, I haven't seen anything in the chat, but nah, anyway, just kind of just kind of going back to to what we were talking about. Um, if it, if it, no. Okay, no sound. Let me see. and how about now can you still no sound all right give me a second here let's see see what's happening here okay so i've got that sound. Uh huh oh, okay sounds fine uh, i never dropped out oh, okay all right <laughs> all right we got it we got my man Andy andy finley from um from scotland on here bucks fan from scotland what's going on man
1: the um, world's, world's Team guy, huh? Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's one of the things from, like, the Cleveland Browns Daily. They always say that the Cleveland Browns are the World's Team. But with the Bucks having one from Scotland, that means you guys are part of the World's Team, too. So, got two yeah. World's Teams.
0: <laughs> yeah, from all over. We've got, we've got them from France. Uh, there's a guy that listens sometimes from France. And, you know, you have got some from, from all over. So, it's kind of cool that way. But um, you know, just just again, kind of getting back to the bucks a little bit. Uh, overall, what, what were your thoughts on the team? You know, after you can kind of take back, sit back and look at the game, uh, I know one of the big problems we had was a kicking game last year, and uh, you know, to have the rookie kicker come in, uh, Matt Gay in the last last seconds and, and kick that that winning the, get that winning kick. Uh, that's big for uh, for the Bucks and Bucks fans because it's been a nightmare with kickers around here. For years.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that that would give him a lot of confidence because isn't he a rookie?
0: Yeah. Yes, he is. But
1: yeah, yeah. So I think ha- being able to do something like that, I think that gives a little confidence as long as he makes a team because don't you guys have another like veteran? Yeah,
0: Car- Caro Santos. Yeah. Central, yeah.
1: He played because he, he he kicked the game winner against us last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> twice. You <laughs> no, no, <I> remember? <laughs> yeah. Twice. <laughs> then in Kansas City, then, then against. You. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so, yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's really good to have that kind of competition here. Uh, you're, you guys have a great kicker, too, by the way. I mean, he's been very consistent, and, and that's something that you really – you may overlook it, but that's something that you really need, you know, especially in the middle of the season when you guys have those close games and you're Thank worried you. about field position because the score of a game can definitely change how a coach schemes the rest of the game uh and it's just a big difference maker
1: yeah exactly if you're like you know down three with five minutes left are you just going to send the kicker out or are you going to try to go for the win or you know uh, like depending on how far you got to go so yeah Yeah. i agree with that i think it's going to going to make a big difference um the other thing that i noticed with you guys is you guys seem to hit a lot more of like going with your tight ends in the red zone yes like just in general
0: yeah and and i'm and that's something i'm really happy about uh with bruce arians are the new head coach i'm i'm happy that they're they're doing you know what they are doing i mean dirt cutter did a lot last year with with the tight ends but uh again i just felt like they're they could have done more than what they did so again this is going to be really interesting new scheme for us just like you guys New scheme for us, uh, offense and defense, so it's going to be really interesting, game one, to see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roll out with.
1: Yeah, it'll, I'll I'll definitely go, – I'm going to tune in and end up watching it because I have game pass, so I'll, I'll watch it after I watch the Browns. But, like, I'm interested to see – just to see, like, are they going to try to split Howard or Bray out wide more, you know? Uh, is, are they versatile enough to do that kind of stuff because I feel like – Arians has that kind of offense where he likes to do that a little bit more than what what you said, Dirk cutter. He he liked it more in line tight ends, I think.
0: You know, and it's interesting you say that. Uh, you know, and Bruce Arians has said this himself. He hasn't had this much talent to work with. You know, and and it's interesting. And you've got all these different pieces, and you've got so much versatility. Uh, again, we I, I don't know what this offense is going to look like. We just been seeing vanilla plays, just like you guys have. So uh, I'm excited to see what they roll out with Game One. So who do you guys face on the first? Who's your first? Your first team you guys are going
1: to face? Our first team is Tennessee, so okay. The Titans, and then we go play the Jets.
0: So uh, have you been? Do you are you one of those guys you kind of watch the teams that you're going to face uh, during the season just to see what they're doing or see who their personnel is?
1: I try to when I have time, but you know. Life gets in the way
0: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. I know exactly how you feel. So, um, and, and who are you guys facing this week? Um, uh, in uh, the last preseason game, who are you facing?
1: Uh, we played Detroit this week.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, that'll be a that'll be a nice little. And, and and you guys, all your first teamers will be sitting down, and I'm yeah. sure that you're going to have all your your guys that you're trying to see who's going to make the team. Uh, anybody special that you're going to be looking for? Uh, this week, when you're watching, when you're watching these games,
1: uh, I'll probably, I'll probably look at like for the Browns, Dearness Johnson, just okay. cause, like like I said, he's really like the Colts game. I noticed it a lot, and then with the Bucks, I noticed he had a couple good like punt returns and stuff. So I want to see if he continues that and actually makes the roster because I just like the fact that he's really tried to carve a spot out for himself.
0: You know what? That's that's what's important, and I preached that a lot. I love the players that make the most of the opportunities that they get. Like um, our, our uh, Peyton Barber is our number one running back, and yeah. he was undrafted. And here's a guy that's worked very hard to get where he's at. Uh, Tanner Hudson is another guy. He, you know, you never—I would have never thought we would be mentioning him the way we have been. But he's done so much to put his name out there that you can't help but notice him.
1: And, yeah, and just, exactly. And just and players
0: like—go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say I remember Peyton Barber wasn't he behind what Doug Martin and Charles Sims
0: yep he so sure was the
1: when he first came in yeah yep. so I mean the fact that he was able to just grind out like it's, it's those kind of players that you want on your team anyways because once they get to that spot they're still going to work at it yeah
0: because they're always going to be hungry and and yeah. and that's what you, that's what you need you don't want a guy that gets where he's going and he's oh I've arrived I'm I'm here now you know you want you want those guys that are always going to be hungry and that's that's and and there's another guy and I don't know if you really paid attention to him, number 44 Dari Agumbawale, uh the running back for the Bucks, and uh, just watching him and watching what he's been able to do, uh, it's been really exciting as well. Just uh, just because you know where he started at, you really didn't expect to hear from him, but he's really stepped his game up as well. So I love players like that from any team because that's what that's what football is about going out there and just putting yourself in a position to where you can succeed and, and making the most of your time. And, yeah, um, yeah go ahead.
1: I was, it, it's interesting too. Cause like, you got to look out for number one, but it's an ultimate team game. So you got to do it within the confines of a team yeah. structure. <laughs> so it's, it's always hard when you're in those situations. Cause you, you got to make sure that you can put food on your t- plate. Yeah. There you are on the
0: table. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So, um, We've been on for about thirty minutes, and I, again, I told you I wasn't going to keep you on too, too long here. Um, I wanted to get your final thoughts, and then we'll we'll roll out of here. And I again, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your take on the Bucks. You know, uh, you know, I know a lot of fans get out there; they like to trash talk and stuff like that. But at the same time, you got fans that like to talk football, regardless of who who's the whose jersey it is. You just like talking football, and you know, you've brought up some very astute uh, observations, and I appreciate that.
1: Oh, no problem. I appreciate you having me on. It's always fun. I love talking football. Like I've done it since I was like eight and I absolutely <laughs> love it. So I, I like mixing in the trash talk a little bit too to the right people. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of studying. You can't really do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's definitely fun. I appreciate you having me on. Um, hey,
0: no worries. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of you again. And, um, you know, wh- where's your where's your podcast at? And we got to get your guys fired up. You guys do a great job. Uh, I I really like the concept that you guys were using, and I really hope that you can get get my man fired up and 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 come on and bring that bring that podcast back because you know when I, when I think about what they're showing on on uh, ESPN or uh, NFL.com and you know NFL Network, I like podcasts better. I like because your viewpoint. On what you're seeing from a team is something I'd rather listen to than some guy who really doesn't really care about your team giving me what to think about about your team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, the podcast is stuff. It's uh, Browns in Our Blood. You can find it on YouTube. It's uh Mustin Lung Sound Vision. That's Eric's uh, YouTube page, and that's my co-host on it, Eric Jordan. Um, and you can get a hold of me on Twitter at WVSTray3. But like I said, um, the rest of them, when audio gets ripped, it's just pretty much anywhere that podcasts are downloadable. So. That's what's
0: up, man. You guys you guys have great content. I, I like how you, you guys work together really good, and, and I think you guys make a great team. So keep doing yeah. what you're doing, man. Appreciate uh, that,
1: man. I'll, I'll light a fire on them. Just yeah. Just, the, yeah. I mean, hey, I'll hey I'll just let it him know. Just,
0: just hey, let him know. This could have been. You could have been on here with us. Yeah. yeah. I'll let
1: him know. He'll once he sees this, he'll start getting ready, I think. So all right. we'll, we'll definitely get it ready for the regular season. We just all right. both of us had a lot going on throughout the past few weeks and stuff, so
0: Yeah, 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 like you said, life happens, man. Just getting ready yeah. for the regular season. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for us. Um I, I did wanna give one parting uh comment about Andrew Luck. You know, uh football players are human beings. Regardless of what you think as a fan, um, uh, Football players are human beings, their life, their livelihood, their health. These are things that are very important to me, uh, re, you know, regardless of what what team it is or what jersey they're wearing. Uh, I, I really would hope that more people would support a decision where somebody has decided his heart's not in football anymore. And instead of fleecing, as as Princeton Buckner said, instead of fleecing a, a, a team and hanging around when you're not giving your 100 percent effort into it, it's best to walk away. It's best to walk away with your health. I look at Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders walked away with his health. Uh, there are there's so many other examples out there of of players that walked away. They had their health. My uh, Myron Roll, I think he's a neurosurgeon at Harvard now, where he walked away from football, and you know he's able to do other things and and enjoy his life the later years of his life. So um, you just keep that in mind. Football players are human beings. Uh, regardless of what you think and you know the, a, at the time that you know Andrew Luck decided to do what he did you know he I'm, I'm good with that I uh, look at all the injuries he's had and and the guy you know he he did what was best for him and his family so my my thoughts and, and respect for him and uh, you know that's pretty much all I wanted to say but anyway that's pretty much it for us uh, this is Gene from Buck what you heard and uh, Anthony Sellers we are out of here I'm gonna get him on again uh, just to just to talk football here during the season, maybe we can drag drag his partner on here as well. So um, yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out for that. And I will be on regular time on Wednesday with my co-host Michael Pless, and uh, we will be t- talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what's going to happen with the 53-man roster on Saturday. So be sure to check us out, and uh, we are out. Of-